Hello, welcome back to the VP podcast, the Bible Reading Plan podcast. Uh, today is July 14th. Uh, apparently, I've done this two days now, so I'm an expert, and Matt's going to let me introduce the whole thing. So, right on. Uh, he's a brave man. Um, yeah, so we'll just jump right into things. Uh, Matt, uh, tell us about how long you've been at VP. I'm sure there's people that are new uh, to being around and don't know the whole story. And um, yeah. And then when did, when did you and I meet? We met a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, it's That's a good been question. Many a moon, I think. Yep. My wife, Tori, and I and our three kids came to Victory Point in 2004. Uh, I, I came over uh, as the youth pastor and um, I did youth ministry here and college age ministry for, I don't know, three or four years and then sort of transitioned into an associate role overseeing uh, small groups and fellowship and things like that. And then um, in 2017, uh, when Steve Rusticus and Mary Beth um, kind of transitioned out of their role, uh, I stepped into the lead role here at Victory Point and have been in that role since uh, November of 2017. So how did we meet? So you said on Monday, Brad, that, that your family's been a part of Victory Point <clears throat> yeah, uh, since its beginning. We probably met through Steve Deloof in Colorado Challenge back That's when I was still true. in high school. Before I was But it probably Victory didn't really Point. take root. Yeah. I, I think I knew of you before you came to VP. Mm -hmm. And then in 2006 in the summer, uh, you and I met up and took a team to Alaska for yeah. a trip, like a post-high random group of people for a trip. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the rest is history. Then we've been all over the place after that together. That's right. So I, I was, as I was doing youth ministry here, started college age ministry kind of gathering. And uh, you were part of that, helped bring some leadership to that. We did take a group to Alaska. I uh, worked at Victory Bible Camp um, mm -hmm. for a like 10 days. Yeah. And um, we also went to Africa. We did. Like, yeah, we went to South first, Africa. That was my first trip. Yep. Like the, what was there, yeah. six of us? Like something like that, like yeah. myself and five, like yeah. 20 something year olds. Uh, we went mm -hmm. to South Africa and that was in partnership with Vox. Yep. Yep. And that was kind of your first uh, exposure to to that um, that land in yeah. the needs there. And that began kind of your journey with with Vox. So, yeah, that was cool. Yep. Megan DeYoung, she was with us, Scott yeah. and Brendan DeYoung's daughter and uh when like four other people yeah. that was fun that was fun that was a lot missy yeah. defighter yeah that yeah. feels like forever ago. it was oh it was all right and, and you've been involved too like we said in the preaching cohort and um yeah just mm -hmm. uh you, it's just great having you and rachel and the boys around victory point and uh it's a delight to to share some podcast time with you this week uh today uh wednesday july 14 we are reading jeremiah 23 one through six. So I think it's my turn to read. So I will read that and uh, we'll just share some overflow out of what the spirit stirs. So this is what Jeremiah says. He says, woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil that you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture, where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will 
any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord. I had to look and see what that noise was. Now I lost my place. The day still running. The days are coming, <laughs> declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. All right, we'll pause there. Jeremiah, what, first of all, like, like what's just kind of grabbing your attention, Brad, or, or what questions do you have um, or what kind of <clears throat> pops out to you from, from this passage in Jeremiah? It's probably not a book we read a lot, um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what the Lord is stirring. Yeah, so... I really like the way it begins. The woe to the destroyers in a, in a paraphrase. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like so many times in the culture we live in, like we try and keep everybody happy and we try not to offend people. And, um, but I mean, th- there is, there is an ultimate standard of right and wrong. Yeah. And God, God is the one that will hold people accountable to that. It's not our job to, to say what's right or wrong for people, but it is God's. And he mm-hmm. says clearly right here, he will do that. And then the second half of that, though, um, the woe to the people that did not bestow care to others. Yes. And that one, that one hit me right there pretty hard. It's like, man, like how many times could I bestow care to somebody, but I don't because I'm too busy or because I just totally missed the opportunity or, I mean, that's, that's probably my bigger one. I'm not going out and purposely destroying things, mm-hmm. but I'm totally missing opportunities all the time just because I'm not paying attention. And so that one kind of checked me a minute. Like, I was like, whoa, like, hopefully I'm not in the top half of the list. I'd rather be in the bottom half of this list. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. be the whoa guy. I want to be the, I want to be the gathered flock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I, that, I, that's such good stuff coming out of there. Like, the, and I can, I can sense just how the, the spirit is speaking to you directly. Um, cause, cause that's the thing with the scriptures, right? Like the, like um, the, the scriptures are are written for us, but they're not written to us. So it sometimes helps to understand, well, who is Jeremiah writing to? You know, what, what's going on in, in this day and time so that we can um, apply that to our day and time. So, I mean, just a, a, a quick just rem- reminder. I mean, Jeremiah, he was a, an Israelite priest who lived and worked in Jerusalem, sort of in the final decades of the kingdom of southern Judah. He was called by God to be a prophet, to warn Israel, um, like to be ready and to beware because there's consequences coming for breaking covenant with God. You know, the, the, the Israelites had, had turned to idolatry. Um, you know, they uh, had turned to worshiping Canaanite gods. Um, Jeremiah even likens that to adultery, like mm-hmm. they're cheating on God. And uh, as a result, um, they, they, um, there's a lot of injustice in the land, like the, the orphans and the widows are not being cared for. The, the immigrants are, are not being cared for in the way that God would desire people who call themselves the people of God to, to love and care for people. And so he, he activates Jeremiah as a prophet uh, to, to bring these warnings of, of judgment coming. Like, like you were saying, I mean, you know, God has a right to judge because he is the standard. He is the one who gets to define, 
you know, um, right and wrong, good and evil, and in, in, in what uh, a standard of living it should be for the chosen people of God. And uh, so Jeremiah, you know, he, he predicts that um, Babylon is coming. The empire of Babylon is coming. They're going to bring judgment and Jerusalem's going to be destroyed and the people are going to be sent into exile. We know that was for 70 years. And um, the, as I did some, some, some digging, like the way I understand it, you know, uh, th- this chapter 23, that's it, it, it still... Um, that's about to happen. That's that's about to come. This is right before, you know, some of that comes to be. And there's these words of warnings. For me, Brad, as I read that, um, I, it was a very weighty thing for me to read Jeremiah 23, you know, in preparation. And just again, right now, because those first four words are woe to the shepherds. And, um, you know, we just read Psalm 23 yesterday and acknowledged that the God is ultimately the good shepherd and we are his sheep. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, you know, um, I'm a sheep who follows a shepherd, but I'm also aware that in this season of life, in this moment in time, God has um, anointed me, allowed me, you know, blessed me, humbled me to um, to, to serve as a shepherd of, of this flock of sheep called Victory Point, you know? And, and so like, I always want to look like a sheep from in front but I recognize I need to, to look like a, like a confident, strong shepherd, you know, from behind, you know, that, that people are willing to follow. And this is a word of, of warning and judgment to those who are in that role of shepherding people. Um, be careful. You know, take this seriously. Be mindful of how you shepherd my people. Um, you know, because apparently there's some shepherds who are, are leading the flock astray, who are scattering the shepherd, who are, like you said, not yeah. bestowing care on them. And this 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 has caused me to really like to pause and reflect, like, um, I- am I living into God's desire, you know, of a shepherd of his people? You know, are we caring for people that need to be cared for? Are, are we are we keeping people, um, you know, uh, like together, you know, around God and in his word and um, his ways uh, or or contributing to scattering like this. This has been a a weighty passage for me to read. Yeah, but I think the fact that you're asking those questions Mm -hmm. like means that you are not the one that's scattering. Like if you're consciously concerned about doing things to destroy things, Mm -hmm. like you're probably not the person that's destroying the things. Usually the people that are doing the destroying are either intentionally or very unintentionally doing it without thinking they're doing it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope so, you know, um, cause, uh, you know, I, I, I love victory point. I, I love the, the people of victory point, the leaders of victory point, the families of victory point, the, the children of, of victory point. And, um, so, I mean, that, that's why I, I love that we read Psalm 23 yesterday and can read Jeremiah 23 today because Psalm 23 gives us a picture of how to shepherd, mm-hmm. like the kind of things a shepherd should be paying attention to and um, doing. And, it's almost uh, like there's a reading plan. It's almost like there's a reading plan that, that, that has a, a rhyme and reason to it, yeah. right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. How the, about, the other thing yeah. that really I liked, um, verse 5, when the, it says the days are coming when I will raise up. Mm. So it doesn't say I'm waiting for you people to do something yep. or I need you people to raise, raise up. 
it's God, God says, I'll take care of it. Like mm-hmm. you guys be my flock, be faithful and I'll take care of the rest. Yes. And I think that to me was really like, cause there's so many times where, you know, like our first passage on Monday where I think I need to go do something or like, okay. Oh, we should yep. go do or whatever. And you know, God has showed me again and again in life that when something's supposed to happen, he'll pave the way and it'll flow. But when it's not supposed to happen, it'll be the most work you've ever put into something and it won't turn out for anything. Yep. And so, you know, if it's blessed by the Lord and he wants it to happen and he wants to raise it up, it's going to happen whether you do it or not. Yes. So right on. that part really stuck out to me after the first part. Did, did you feel like there was like a, a shift like there was a there's a contrast in in just these eleven verses. Like mm-hmm. it, it it starts out as a word of judgment and it shifts to a word of hope. Totally, you know. And I love that about God. Yeah. I mean, and and I think those are the things we need to hold in simultaneous tension. You know, like He is He is gonna He is the ultimate judge. You know, mm-hmm. and He does get the final say, and He He's the one we have to give an account to. Um, but he's also such a, a loving, merciful God because um, he, he's aware like of our inability um, to, to perfectly follow him. And, and so like he, he like I resonated with that, too. That the day is coming, though. I will raise up a righteous branch and he gives him a name, it, it, you know, in verse six. His name is the Lord, our righteous savior. The Lord, our righteous Savior. And then that makes me think of, um, because I have little footnotes in my Bible that point me to things. So don't always assume that I know what I'm doing, but I, I, I can follow the path. Uh, in Romans, um, Romans 3, I'm just going to quick flip to that. Um, Paul says this in Romans 3, uh, 21 and 22. He says, Now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness, so this this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Um, So righteousness comes through faith in a person and that person's name is Jesus. And that's what Jeremiah is is prophesying towards. You know, Mm -hmm. the name by which he will be called, you know, this deliverer, this righteous branch that's coming in the days ahead, declares the Lord. His name is the Lord, our righteous Savior, and we know him by the name Jesus. So there's hope. This is definitely, even though it's a prophecy of judgment, um, it's not without hope. Yeah. I feel like it really speaks to our current situation in the world today. Like, like how so? Well, just, I feel like there's people destroying and scattering everywhere. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't turn around without seeing some decisive, uh, divisive um, topic that people are fighting about. And yep. it's just, it's quite exhausting, really. And then you get to the second half of the passage and you think, well, cool. Like, I don't have to fix these problems myself. Like, mm-hmm. God has it under control. He'll mm-hmm. rise up the right people to do the right things. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, my actions matter, but my actions are not the end of anything. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing. I just, I, I love just the the heart and the completeness, you know, of, of God's vision, you know, uh, for his sheep. 
um, and his, his protective nature. You mm-hmm. know, he, he allows the sheep to, to, what's the word I'm looking for? Be sheep. Yeah. He allows them to be <laughs> sheep. You know, that, that we, we do stray sometimes, um, but he, but he's very, he, you know, he, there's a, there's a weight and responsibility he has for those who shepherd. And, and I think this is a spot where we should expand the shepherding beyond just the professional ministry role. Like if you think about it, we all shepherd people in our mm-hmm. lives. Like, um, you know, you, you help lead a business, you know, you, you have a flock that mm-hmm. you shepherd, you know, you have, you have people that you lead and care for. Um, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you have children, you have a flock, you have, you have children that, that you shepherd, that you lead and care for. We, we all have, we all have people that, that we lead and shepherd and we should all be mindful of his example in Psalm 23, and we should all be mindful of his words of, of caution and judgment and warning in Jeremiah 23, where like, be careful. Are you caring for your sheep the way a shepherd should? Are you mm-hmm. leading them, you know, on the wise paths like a shepherd should? Because um, I will deal with you if you're not. Um, but the good news is um, I will also redeem all of you because um, I am the good shepherd and there's a righteous savior. His name is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think confidence that our actions aren't going to screw up the coming of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. reverence that our actions count. Confidence and reverence. Boy, that's good. That is so good. Any other things stirring up for you out of Jeremiah 23? Uh, Just the fact that it says, will raise up. Not I might or someday maybe. It says he is going to. Like it's a a definite. Like it's going to happen. Like we can take that, you know, with faith that that is, that's that's the end right there. It's going to happen. Things are going to be sweet. Stand on that. Live out of that. Brad, you just want to offer a blessing to us to close out today? Yeah. Uh, Whatever you do in the rest of the day or in the rest of your evening, uh, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Peace out.